The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Crisis for the geek kind. Top Geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How you doing, Derek? Dashing. <laughs> well then. <clears throat> Alrighty then. <laughs> um, let's get the business stuff out of the way. Check out the homepage, WeebyGeeks.net. Support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15, yeah, 15% off your purchase of Bluetooth speakers. They got great, awesome Bluetooth speakers. Go check them out. Um, use code Wookie at Rebel Sabers for 10% off all your lightsaber needs. Wookie Radio at hangar-58.com uh, for performance wear, t-shirts, socks, leave hoodies, some great stuff there. Um, Red Flag Workshop. Use code Smuggler3 for 25% off patches, key rings, stickers. Yes, stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to say stickers or do I not want to say stickers? <laughs> um, so check that out. Uh, and of course, our sponsor, who we will hear from, uh, they, they will be sponsoring a segment at the end of the show, um, Jersey Ninja. Use code WeebyGeeks for 10% off your purchase of hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys, shirts, hoodies, and more. So check them out at jerseyninja.com. So uh, if you want to email us, email us at WeBeGeeksPod at gmail uh, dot com. So, uh, where to begin? <laughs> it's like a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> well, as I'm trying to find the other story that I'm looking for to add, which I know you, you don't care about because usually it's just me running down the list. Uh, it's been added 16 minutes ago. Fortnite will add the giant chicken from Family Guy to Item Shop. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, that that was a missed opportunity in the second Star Wars Family Guy. With the giant chicken? Well, the giant chicken was there. Remember, the giant chicken was Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. A missed opportunity? The three-minute chicken fight between Boba Fett and Han Solo on Bespin. <laughs> I 
missed opportunity. Just throw it in just for the sake of throwing it in. How can you not have the chicken and Peter on screen and not a fight break out? And then during the whole, and if it wasn't going to go there during the whole battle at the Sarlacc pit, I was expecting Peter and the chicken. <laughs> Again, another missed opportunity. Because that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been fun. So, um, so some sad news. Former drummer of the Scorpions passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, 61 years old. Hmm. Amazing. I, I learned something a couple, uh, couple weeks ago. Scorpions have been, a long, been around as long as uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I didn't know it was that long, but I know they've been around for a long time. Longer before the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the album that, con- that contains the song Rocky Like a Hurricane is 40 years old this year. <laughs> <laughs> How sad is that? <laughs> so... And the sad part is we remember when that album came out. I was I was thirteen, fourteen when that album came out. I was uh I must have been nine or ten or something. So you're not that you you're what, four years younger than right? Yeah. Well what what year did it come out? Uh would have been either nine eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, so it would have been nine or ten. Yeah. So so um um I just saw something, a quick little thing here that we can add to that. Apparently, uh, today is the 90th birthday of Bob Uecker. He must be down in the front row. <laughs> Got it. So it's come- mm-hmm. Those were some good commercials back in the day. Mm. He must be in the front row. You know what I'm very excited that they brought back? What's that? The great googly moogly commercial. Oh, yeah. I love that. I'll, I'll tell you another commercial campaign that I almost agree with the actor, even though, or the character in the in the commercial. I'm almost like, I wish they would let it die. Is Geico going back to the caveman? <laughs> the commercials were great. And then they decided they were going to try and do a caveman sitcom. <laughs> Yeah. Which bombed. It was a dumb idea. So, yeah. Um, well, talking about dumb ideas, Vince McMahon, him resigning, not a dumb idea, but resigning because he, he resigns from TKO slash WWE following sex trafficking claims. What the heck? <laughs> of course, he... Uh, you know, prior to the sale, he had left and then came back because he was brought back to help the sale to, to TKO. But um, McMahon has officially resigned from TKO WWE after allegations of sex trafficking were made against McMahon and former head of talent relations, John Laronitis. <laughs> here's the fun part. Last I knew, remember the Bella Twins? Yep. John Laronitis is their stepfather. <laughs> Yep, they got actually still is their stepfather. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the lawsuit was filed by a former WWE employee, Janelle Grant, who described a history of sexual abuse and exploitation while working for Vince McMahon. Hmm. Okay, so where does the trafficking come in? That's what I'm wondering. 
Was she driving on the wrong side of the road? Oh. Uh. Did it, did he have her pull Monica Lewinsky in the wrong side of the of the office? <laughs> um, so according to here's a statement from McMahon. I stand by my prior statement that Miss Grant's lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene, made up instances that never occurred and is a vindictive distortion of the truth. I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations. I look forward to clearing my name. Hmm. Well, considering the previous issues that had happened that made him step down last time. And then, you know, they, they, say you know how things play you know with wrestling sometimes how things play out on tv is how things happen in real life right well, let's look back at the attitude era mm-hmm. <laughs> with a lot of the stuff that when he was a major screen presence and the whole kiss my ass and look at the way he treated different people especially females on screen mm-hmm uh, so yeah, so however, uh, he continues on, however, out of respect for the WD, WWE universe and the extraordinary TKO business and its board members, shareholders, partners, and constituents, and all the employees and superstars who helped make WWE into a global leader it is today, I have decided to resign from my executive chairmanship and the TKO board of directors effective immediately. Hmm. When... Doesn't that almost scream? I mean, I understand innocent until proven guilty. But doesn't that, if TKO knew of the scenarios in the past and almost insisted to have him back to help work out the sale and then keep him on, they knew about his past. Wouldn't they want him to stay on and they would stand behind him and fight if there wasn't more to this? Yeah. Quite possibly. I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. (laughs) So, um, an eternal memo that was from Nick Khan regarding McMahon's resignation. Resignation. want to inform you that Vince McMahon tendered his resignation from his positions as TKO executive chairman and on the board of TKO board of directors. He will no longer have a role TKO group holdings or WWE. So your thoughts on that? I'm kind of, I'm kind of blown away by the whole thing. I mean, I always knew, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised to hear that there, that he might have had um, some sexual misconduct and everything. But the the trafficking thing is it? Uh, I, yeah. I, like you, I'm not, I'm still not seeing where the trafficking is coming in. That blows my mind. With this story, there is nothing to back up trafficking or, or to, hmm. to, uh, to prove trafficking. Yeah. I think that's the way I want to go. To prove traffic. I, I just don't. It's crazy. Because to me, sex, okay. Legal definition of sex traffic. Or what is sex traffic? Uh, understanding sex trafficking from the office of some uh, human trafficking capacity building center. This is their thing. Sex trafficking is a form of human trafficking for the purpose of sexual exploitation. 
Uh, it is described as one is a is a federal crime and defines and defined sex trafficking as the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for the purposes of a commercial sex act in which the commercial sex act is induced by force, fraud, coercion, or in which the person induced is under 18. Hmm. In the story, I still, with what McMahon says the charges were, I still don't see trafficking. Not unless yeah, it was one of those, hey, we had this free agent wrestler who, who we want to cohort, cohort, you know, bring into the, into the WWE. Go meet him at his hotel and and use your body to coerce him into signing a contract. Maybe I mean we don't if have that. You're fired either. So right, but just based on the other, I, I don't see enough there for trafficking. But to me, that's where things get misleading. I don't deny the other charges, but to keep saying, uh, because this next story, Slim Jim pauses sponsorship with WWE amidst Vince McMahon's sex trafficking allegations. I didn't even know they still had a. Oh, they, they signed a huge deal last year with, with the WWE, and they've been one of the longest running sponsors of the WWE. Hmm. I mean, they've had a relationship with WWE for over 30 years. Hmm. Um, so earlier today, as we're recording, Slim Jim had reportedly pulled out of their sponsorships with the WWE for this weekend's events, which this weekend is Royal Rumble, huh. which is one which basically helps the winner of the women's and the men's Royal Rumbles set up the main two matches at WrestleMania at this point in time. Um, okay, so I guess the, set, the, the trafficking is coming from what they're saying in this story. You know, new allegations brought against Vince McMahon by Janelle Grant, uh, which Grant alleges McMahon abused her sexually and sexually exploited her. So I guess it's the exploitation that leads to the traffic. So, um, so yeah, pulling their Slim Jim, pulling their sponsorship out until further notice as a major financial hit to the WWE. Major, major hit. Hmm. But... Hmm. Let's go a different direction. How about hits in another way? Really? I just double. Oh, <laughs> I love my trackball. But every now and then, if I move it a certain way and butt up against something, my left mouse button, it's, it's stuck. It doesn't want, and it'll prevent the right. The right mouse button gets caught on something, and it prevents the left mouse button from firing off. There we go. Um, okay. So the other story I had, or the next story I had, GameStop. If you have it up, I'm still looking. Feel free to. I do not. It. Okay, I will find it. I think. <laughs> Maybe. Ah, shoot! It's gonna have to go this way. This is called recording on the fly, <clears throat> and we do not. I, I don't cut this out because this is part of the show. It, it, it makes us laugh. <laughs> Just like that. All right, GameStop makes some popular RPGs three dollars. What? Guess where Derek's going tomorrow? <laughs> a few RPGs that are getting a bit older but were popular at the time of their release, still relevant, are dirt cheap. A dirt cheap, we mean two ninety nine. Dirt. 
I usually pay six bucks for my dirt. The only catch is these $3 copies are pre-owned copies of each game. That's fine. If you prefer your games brand spanking new, then these deals will not interest you. So the three games in question all come from different publishers, WB Games, Bethesda, and BioWare. Mm -hmm. Um, However, you don't see them this cheap on PlayStation Store or Xbox Store. Meanwhile, each game being from previous console generation, each is playable on the current console generation via backward compatibility. So game number one, Middle Earth, Shadow of Shadow of War. Ooh. So, uh, number two, Fallout 4. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and number three, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I'm not a big Mass Effect guy. I love Mass Effect. Give me Halo any day. Uh, well, they're not the same game. I know. I mean, a similar concept behind them. Not really. Really? Mass Effect is an RPG, and and Halo is a first-person shooter. Yeah. And that's why I prefer Mass Effect. I've never been a big Halo fan. Yeah, I I, I, I like person shooters, so I'm drawn I'm drawn towards Halo. Uh, sticking with um games, and we don't talk a lot about uh Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy will get new content in 2024, uh, according to Avalanche Software and Warner Brother Games. Hmm. The surprising update on the game set in the Harry Potter universe, which is shared in social, was shared in social posts and teased new updates, features, and for some players, DLC was that was once exclusive to the PlayStation platform. No timeline is given on when this is going to happen, but continued support for a game a year after its release has gotten players excited about the prospects of the DLC in the future. So, uh, as we near the one year anniversary, we want to let our community know the Hogwarts Legacy PlayStation exclusive content will be available on other platforms later this summer, along with additional updates and features for the game. Okay, so about time, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I any of the Harry Potter games that I I play, I I've played them on my tablet or on my phone. I haven't played any of them, and I can't tell you the last time I really touched on a uh, <laughs> Harry Potter game. Mm. Zoe, who is a huge Harry Potter fan, hasn't mm-hmm. hasn't really played, and I put them on her phone and on her tablet. <laughs> I don't think she's really played them either. So um, uh, this was something I did not know about. Apparently there is a new documentary coming out and it gets a major update. Uh, This documentary, Super Slash Man, about iconic actor Christopher Reeve, has now entered a Uh studio bidding war after making his debut at the 2024 Sundance Film Festival. Hmm. Uh, Multiple buyers are interested in securing the film for distribution and release with offers go- said to be going as high as $10 million. Nice. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Somebody make this happen. Um, so of course is, is going to talk about, you know, his rise to stardom as Superman and Richard Donner's films and sequels uh, and the tragic 1995 horse riding accident that left him paralyzed, which I was glad 
he was alive long enough to do a cameo or reoccurring role in Smallville. Yeah. Which was very fitting. Um, and I loved how Smallville tried to bring in people from the past, from the, from the past films into it mm-hmm. as a way of continuing the legacy. Tom Welding did right. That, or Tom Weedy did right with that. Cause that was all in the time that he was a director. Let's see. So, um, along the way, super slash man shines a new light into corners of Reeves, many lives fans may not realize such as his deep friendship with Robin Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. Which was his roommate and often only classmate in, in the advanced program at Juilliard. I did not know that. Williams was instrumental in helping Reeve through the initial dark days of life following his injury, subsequently deep, deeply affected by the loss of his dear friend. Hmm. Uh, the documentary is said to, uh, yeah, because Reeve passed away in 20, in 2004, and I believe Robin Williams passed in 2014. Hmm. Um, the documentary is also said to contain interviews with those closest to Reeve, including his children, William, Matthew, and Alexandra. So, uh, with 2024 marking 20 years since his death, DC Studios had James Gunn filming a new Superman movie under the timely title of Superman Legacy. This <laughs> Superman, this Super Slash Man documentary is going to resonate in a big way with DC, with hardcore DC fans and mainstream of the Donner films, Superman films alike. I wonder if Ken knows about this. <laughs> Well, if he's listening to the show, he knows now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I say let this happen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I understand money talks. And if, if offers are going as high as 10 million, cool. Please don't get greedy and let and let this and let greed be the death of this project. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, come on. Tim Mills, good chunk and change. Even, I mean, you ask any of the independent filmmakers that we have on this show, they'll tell you 10 million sets them up for, for a good long while. Mm. So, um, speaking of Halo, Halo season two has a massive actions as massive action sequences and a big canon moment. So I'm excited about that. Well, all right. I'll leave that there. That'll give you something to look forward to. I enjoyed season one. I haven't watched it. I, I really, I really liked it. That's good. So, um, Oscars are coming up shortly. <laughs> and here are some nominations and snubs. Biggest Oscar snubs. Um, Iron Claw did not get any love at all. Not for the film itself or the director, Sean Durkin, or the cast led by Zach Efron, Todd Haight. Uh, led by Zach Efron. Um, I have yet to see it because that came out right as I had my surgery, but it's on my list to see. Iron Claw is about the Von Erich family. Yeah. Did anybody really expect it to be getting an Oscar? I don't know. Uh, from the from the critics' reviews of it being highly favorable, I think they were expecting some. Yeah, but it's still a, it's still a wrestling film, so. Barbie got a Oscar nod for best picture. Come on now. Hmm. Uh, Todd Hayes films made December was at least expected to pull nominations for stars. Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, but got nothing. Same for Michael Mann's Ferrari biopic. 
which had lead actor Adam Driver and supporting actress Penelope Cruz in the running. Um, Warner Brothers continues to lose big on the 2023 version of The Color Purple with only one Oscar nod, which, okay, redoing The Color Purple and expecting that, I don't think is the same as when it first came out with Steven Spielberg. So, just saying. Um, While Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and The Boy and the Heron got their expected nominations for Best Animated Feature, Paramount's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem was knocked out by surprise contenders Nimona and Elemental. Really? Yeah. Um, Now, this one's had a lot of critique about it. Uh, Margot Robbie is the most conspicuous name mm-hmm. missing from the best actress category, despite Barbie making it into various categories, including best picture. Um, Greta Gerwig was also snubbed in the best director category, even though the film got recognized in so many other creative categories, original song, adaptive screenplay, costume design, production design. It also caused a stir that Robbie's co-star Ryan Gosling got best supporting actor nod for playing Ken. and the song I'm Just Ken was also nominated (laughs) while America Ferreira got a Best Supporting Actress nod for her role meanwhile Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio was the only major member of Killers of the Flower Moons ensemble to be snubbed Martin Scorsese Robert De Niro Lily Gladstone and the film itself were all recognized hmm but I thought I read somewhere that Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig still got nominated in other categories, just not those two categories. I did not hear that. So without actually looking it up, I couldn't tell you. Which, okay, me, bad host. I probably should have looked it up first. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Oscar. The Academy Awards. This is slow as I'll get out. <laughs> so this year, just looking through. Uh, directing Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan. I still gotta watch that. Uh, actually, what is uh, what did get nominated for? Best movie. Okay, music, original score, American fiction, Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny, John Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I did about that, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Hmm. Um, so I think I read John Williams is now like the most, has the most non- Oscar nominations of anybody. He has for a while, but this just adds to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that went down wrong pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Picture nominees, American Fiction. Really? Why can't it just be five films? Why has it got to be this whole list of things? But uh, animated can only be five films. Because uh, changed it to... Yeah, which is stupid. There's always stupid reasons. And, and it's never consistent from year to year. But if no. they could do that for this, then they, could, they should be able to do that for Best Animated Feature as well. How many animated features were there this year? Uh, going back to it, 
animated film, feature film, one, two, three, four, five. The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Robot Dreams? <laughs> they could have easily added Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into that. Because that was actually a decent film. It deserves to be up there. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not finished with it, but I've been... I've gotten a good chunk of it in. So best picture, American fiction, anatomy of a fall, Barbie, in which if Barbie wins, Margot Robbie will get a trophy. will get an Oscar as a producer. She just won't oh, get yeah. it for her performance. Mm-hmm. So um, the holdovers, killers of the flower moon, maestro, Oppenheimer, Past lives, poor things in the zone of interest. Uh, my prediction is going to come down to either Maestro or Oppenheimer. Maybe Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, my wife Nancy saw Maestro. She said it was boring. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. So it has a very strong chance of winning. <laughs> That's the way it tends to go. <laughs> yep. The more, the more boring, the bigger the chance. Yep. Uh oh, for sound, which this is a category I I care about being a, an audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, nominees: The Creator, which I'm watching that movie, and every time I go to watch it, I have to turn it off because stuff's going on in the room and I get distracted and I haven't been able to get back to it. But I'm enjoying it. I've heard mixed things about it. I I'm I'm enjoying it. Take it for what it is. Uh, doesn't mean I have the best taste in movies, because <laughs> I do. Howard the Duck. Rocks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say? Did uh, you say uh, Howard the Duck? <laughs> rocks. Yes. No, that's not what I heard. The word I heard starts with an S. Howard the Duck is awesome. It is bad. <laughs> uh, Maestro, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Oppenheimer, mm. and Zone of Interest. This one, I I want Oppenheimer to win this one. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. So. Visual effects, the creator. Continue. I know I just saw one on that one that I'm interested in. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Nope. Napoleon. I forgot about that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. There you go. Mm. Nope, that's not the one. This is the one that I hope takes it. Godzilla Minus 1. Yeah. Now, writing. This is where Greta Gerwig would get her Oscar if she wins for Barbie. Yeah, but she should also get one for directing. She should. Or at least a nomination. She should. But to say she was snubbed from Oscars altogether, no, she's still nominated. Well, I I don't think that's necessarily what they meant. I think, you know, she was snubbed from best director category. Right. But every, every story I saw... Well, yeah, that's the head. That's the headline. That that was the story. Oh, Margot Robbie was snubbed from 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 Best Actress. She's not. She has no chance of winning an Oscar this year. Greta Gerwig was snubbed from Best Director. She has no chance of win. Uh, she has no. She she's not nominated for an Oscar this year. No, they both still are. They're, they're nominated in categories that are not normally what they would have been in. Yeah, but sh- the whole thing is. They weren't nominated for director and star when, you know. Right. But because of that, everyone thinks, well, they were just not nominated in general for anything. Right. Exactly. And in the media even played on that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, no, they've been nominated. I hope if they win those particular categories, they're gracious for it. Oh, I'm sure they will. They would be if they. But I, I do see everyone's point, too, of they should have been nominated for the other. So, um, and then I guess my final story of the night, which is going to be brought to us by Jersey Ninja. Again, use code WeebyGeeks for 10% off your purchase at jerseyninja.com. The top 10 comic books rising in value in the last week. Okay, this story came out on the 20th. I hate to say it. Number 10, Darker Image, number one from 1993. Darker Image. Yep. <laughs> Why? Because a rumor has been floating around that Kylan's favorite actor in the world, Channing Tatum, was in talks to star in the upcoming The Max movie. <laughs> the movie has been in development limbo for several years. Does Kylan know? <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> Kylan's about to find out. <laughs> oh, is he about to find out? <laughs> Let's see what happens. I just sent it in our Facebook chat group. Well, Eric's no, Kylan's seen it. He just saw it. <laughs> now he's processing. And by this point, he's thrown the phone across the room. <laughs> Now he's probably getting up to pick it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the movie has been in development limbo for several years before receiving an update from Daniel Rickman that the movie was moving forward. Now Channing Tatum himself took to Instagram to share that he's officially on board to play the lead role in the Max. Really? And. Oh, my. Get the sound. You hear that? That's Kylan typing on Facebook. <laughs> uh, this book is easy to find and an inexpensive purchase, making it easy to pick up speed in the aftermarket after Tatum's announcement. Uh, it's important to note that this is not the Max's first appearance. He previously appeared in his own title, The Max Number One. However, his first appearance as Max the Hare is in Primer Number Five. Hmm. We tracked a CBC 9.8 at $100 and a current raw near mint fair market value of $3. I now want to go track this book down. <laughs> I love the Max. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I used to read the book and I used to love the show as well, the cartoon. I, I loved, uh, uh, what was it, Liquid Blue on MTV? Mm Oh, loved. I loved Liquid Blue because I watched the Max. I watched Aeon Flux. I could have cared less about the other shows that were on air. Those were the two I watched. So, uh, good. good stuff. At this point in time, how far down are we going to go? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. At this point in time, in the number nine through two spot, are the different vari variants of Ultimate Spider-Man number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. All different <laughs> variants of Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Uh, that's good. So, uh, we covered a lot of that last week, so <laughs> that's that. In the number one spot from Marvel... 
a second print by R.B. Silva. It's a 2023 Ultimate Invasion, number one. No, not Ultimate Spider-Man, because that's Mark Gaquetto. Ultimate Invasion. Uh, R.B. Silva was the artist who gave us the second print of this key issue and the first cover appearance of Ultimate Spider-Man and Peter Parker. <laughs> so it still ties in with Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> right. It's just not Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, CBC 9.8 is going for $117 while near near mint fair market value of $28. Mm-hmm. So that's our top 10. That was the <laughs> fastest we've ever done a top 10 <laughs> ever on this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Final thoughts, or do you have any other stories? I do not. So, final thoughts. I I got nothing. (laughs) Then, on that note, we will say see y'all next week. And until next time. The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.